0: The Essence of Tea, episode 26. Welcome. You are listening to The Essence of Tea podcast, where we share about the worlds of tea with you. From tea tastings to tea history and culture, to tea education, health, and wellness, The Essence of Tea is your tea companion through your personal transformation and growth. I'm your host, Jenny Jie. Now let's get started hello welcome everyone to the essence of tea podcast thank you so much for joining me from wherever in the world that you're watching from please let me know in the comments where you're watching from and if you're joining us with a nice cup of tea you might be watching from linkedin from youtube from facebook so wherever in the world you're watching from please let us know in the comments while you're watching us live where you're watching from and And we would love to share with you this amazing, amazing new thing that we're creating and collaborating with. So we have here with us today, Kristen. Hello, Kristen. Hey, everybody. Hi. So Kristen is with the Iditarod. And if you haven't heard of what the Iditarod dog sled race is, well, you're in for a treat. And it's so pertinent to today's circumstances with our global pandemic that is still going on. And so I brought Kristen here because we're doing a very interesting and very unique collaboration based on functional and performance-based products. So welcome, Kristen.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm really excited about um, our new tea collaboration that we're kind of reviving with you. Yeah, so Kristen,
0: Could you tell us like what you do? Like, what is the Iditarod? There's a lot of people who don't even know what the Iditarod is. The history, a little bit of the history. I mean, because we could go, there's movies made about this. Right. So do you mind sharing with us? Sure. We've got Lisa watching right now from Virginia and many other people who are just popping on live right now to our live podcast of the Essence of Tea. So we've got Kristen here. She's from the Iditarod. She's going to share with you what the Iditarod is and what we're doing.
1: Right. So, I did Where do you start? Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, first off, I uh, want to send you to com because that is where you can find all that's I did um, So, our race is starting in a few weeks um, and it usually starts in Anchorage, right? Uh, but this year is a little bit Anchorage, different because Alaska. of Yep. Anchorage, <laughs> Alaska. Yep. Um, So, but this year it's a little bit different because of COVID. Uh, Normally we start in Anchorage and we do a ceremonial start. This is just a little overview of our trail system. Uh, And then we have like a a short 11 mile trip, which is just a ceremony. It isn't actually part of the race. Uh, And then we'll restart in Willow, which we are going to do this year. Uh, we have canceled the big ceremonial start due to COVID, and, uh, you know, we don't want to have all the crowds around. Uh, so we're going to just do that restart in Willow this year at Deshkin Landing, which is a li- also a little bit different than normal. Uh, but the normal trail usually goes to Nome, <clears throat> and it's about a thousand miles uh, the, the altogether, the whole race that our mushers um, go, the mushers and the dogs go.
0: What do you so, think the average temperature is going to be this year during the race? I'm just curious to know because there's are all over the United States right now. <laughs> Texas and Oregon and mm-hmm. blackouts with weather and stuff. Now, in the middle of nowhere, Alaska, you don't really have to worry about those things other than the elements, because you're not having to, you know, sustain electricity or running water because you're just essentially like camping right? possibly a winter storm. But what is it do you think it's going to be like this year
1: through um, the I did rod? It's been warm, and I've I've talked to many mushers on uh, the Iditarod podcast, too, about the weather and starting this year in um, at Dashkin Landing and coming back. So this year, because of COVID, we're not going to Nome. We are doing a loop, basically, what we're calling the Gold Trail Loop, and we're going to go out to Iditarod, which is um, an old mining town, uh, and then loop around Flat, which is a, another mining location, uh, abandoned mine. Town and come right back to Willow uh, Deshka Landing in Willow, um, and it's warm. I it's snowing today, which I'm thankful for because we haven't had too much snow and it's been raining. Um, the trail is obviously going to be a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I I've talked to mushers on our podcast and it's it's you know, you never know what the, the weather is going to be like anyway on the trail um, so that you, they kind of have to plan for everything, whether it's rain or snow or half rain, half snow. Um, last year, we had a big snowfall at the beginning of our race uh, at the restart in Willow, and we just got dumped on and it was wet snow so some mushers yeah. had poncho like rain ponchos <laughs> some people just didn't bring them because they're like well maybe this year we'll be okay um but nope you know they were having to fashion uh, ponchos with like trash bags. Uh, So I mean, you're in the middle of nowhere. What are you going to do? Right. (laughs) Right. You have to plan for everything. You have Mm -hmm. to plan for everything. So, and I, and mushers are used to that. They're used to, you know, that 40 below weather that they, that, you know, they plan for it or they're used to that wet snow and have to wear a raincoat essentially. So, so we're planning for everything. Um, our trail is set. Like I said, this year, it's going to be a different loop and you can see the map on our website at ididrod.com. Uh, you can see this year's map and then previous year's map, which usually goes to Nome. So it's going to take, it's a, a about a two week journey. Um, we'll probably see the, the champion come in in nine days or so. Uh, and then everybody else, you know, follows, follows suit after that. So it's going to be a, a different year, Uh, But it's going to be exciting and different. So if you have not ever seen the Iditarod, this will be very interesting to you. But if you have seen the Iditarod, it will also be interesting because we have never seen this trail before in this way.
0: And it's still a 1,000 miles, right? Uh, This year, it it
1: is not because we had to change it and make it a loop uh, due to COVID. uh, And it is about 850 miles this year. And that trail changes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So as our, um, yeah, right, it's still long. So as our, uh, we have trail breakers that go out and mark the trail. uh, They get the trail prepared. And if there's any like, uh, man-made bridges that we need over streams or whatever. Uh, they do that. And they just went out a, a couple, I think it was yesterday to get started. So they'll go through the whole trail and get it prepared and marked. And this year will be very important because of the loop part. So they're going to have to be paying attention when the mushers uh, need to come back and, and know where they have to be um, to be on the trail. So so, yeah, it's eight, about 850. And that that changes, you know, because they might have to adjust the trail a little over this way or such uh, due to snow or uh, lack of snow
0: or lack of snow. Yeah, because that lack has of happened snow. in the past too with mm-hmm. it being warm so like where i live in fairbanks alaska where the yukon quest usually starts or ends um which totally you know what canceled because we couldn't go into canada this year um but mm-hmm. you know our temperatures being like 300 miles apart we have drastically different weather systems actually and then we're when mm-hmm. you're normally sledding all the way to Nome with your dogs you're coastal So you're having to to watch out for overflow of the ocean, all kinds of crazy things. I I just remember following the race online, watching somebody need to get like a helicopter almost to come Mm -hmm. down and get them because of the slush and the overflow of the ocean. Like people don't think about this. So, okay. Now that we know that this is an extreme sport with so many differences, how did this come about? How did the I did a Rod dog sled race become if you've seen the different movies out there, there's Balto, there's Togo or Togo, which is like a new Disney movie that's um, about the other dog that helped with racing in um to nome for the serum run you you might be like what does this have to do with a pandemic well there was an epidemic in alaska a long time ago where people in all these different rural places that could only be reached These rural places that could only be reached by plane or by um, dog sled, you know, like or they couldn't fly in through plane. Um, So they had to find these alternatives to how to get the serum. So. I mean, I'm not super educated in this. Kristen is more. So, Kristen, do you mind sharing about how the Iditarod came about and how that's related to the serum run and, and you know, medication and health and, and wellness and why it's so important, especially these rural areas, too?
1: Yeah, so um, Joe Reddington is um, the man who started, had the idea of the Iditarod. And his goal was to keep the idea and the culture of sled dogs alive. Now we are, uh, we do have a a theme parallel to the 1925 serum run to Nome as well. So we kind of, you know, honor that as well with the race along with Joe Reddington's uh, original idea of keeping the sled dog alive. Um, so yes, and in now in COVID times, we have um, a really big parallel with the 1925 serum Run, right? So we have this pandemic that's going on right now, um, although we we had to change our, our route, our uh, trail route, um, so we couldn't go to Nome. Um, but there are are definitely many parallels, and we honor that that race um, that which was actually a relay race originally. Mm-hmm. Um, our our race now is uh, a single musher uh, uh, competition race. So.
0: Yeah, and there's even famous people. I think um, Ali Zirkle just announced that this might be her last idea, Rod Race, her, her last one. And there's been cancer survivors. And I know Allie's a big fan of our Thousand Mile Tea that we had created for John <clears throat> Washington also. And Dee Dee. Dee Dee genre, had, yep. Yeah, she's a big cancer survivor. Yes. A lot of things, a lot of you know, terrible trauma things with her family, car accidents, you know, deaths in the family, a lot of stress, then managing and taking care of all these rescue dogs and using them and highlighting them in this sport of dog mushing. And she also uses tea a lot too, but also like, um, Kristen, am I right? Like, are you also part like indigenous Alaskan or did you just work for?
1: Yeah. Yep. So I'm a Nupiak. Um, and my family is from a small village called Deering. Uh, Yep. Sure am. And
0: so there's this culture, this history of tea drinking, tea consumption, whether Mm -hmm. it's herbal with this natural herbs around in the area, Labrador tea using berries, berry leaves and things like that. It's been around for literally thousands of generations Mm -hmm. in cultures across the world, especially like in the indigenous communities. I used to work in physical therapy and I would have state troopers who had worked in the villages and they would tell me about their experience about tea before I was even into tea in the first place and and so right now with everything that's going on this was actually Kristen's idea to do a collaboration (laughs) with Iditarod so do you want to explain about what's going on with this performance-based angle you know of really highlighting this sport not just like healing and relaxing but really the hard work that it takes
1: right um so I am just happy to have this collaboration and uh with talking with you and it was kind of like a, a revival of an old idea to make this tea with Icedira a special blend. And what we're trying to do uh, this time is to pair it with wellness and um, perform sports performance, right? Because our athletes are um, very much into needing to have the best performance in order to uh, do the race, win. Hopefully, you know everybody's goal is to win or meet their their goals. <laughs> Um, yeah. So with, yeah, so it's nice to have you um, be uh, educated about the sports side so we can take that knowledge that you have and really blend it with uh, this new tea and pair it with the honoring with um immune system health and boosting your health. Uh, it, it really also parallels with the you know 1925 serum run and um, how we honor that as well. And of course, the COVID times right now, everybody uh, is trying to boost their immune system and stay well.
0: Yeah, so we we created four different recipes. I was just showing Kristen all my little plastic like prototypes that I had made last week. Um it was a pretty fast formalization, but if you know me, I love the edgy And creating new formulas, especially with my sports medicine background. I understand like the sports psychology of like mental health imagery, being having things convenient in a way because your mind is on taking care of the whole team taking care of your own health, Mm -hmm. your safety, the safety on the trail. Like you can run into or not run into usually, but like see a pack of wolves. Like there's been mushers who've been chased after by wolves before. I mean, not that's very common. That's very actually not common just to let you know, but we're running into like a moose on the trail who will not budge and wants to charge your whole team and take out your whole, your whole family, essentially that you're helping survive and get to the end of this race. So Looking about like respiratory health, energy, Mm -hmm. boosting your immune system, but also at the same time, one of the things that people don't usually think of, unless you're already like a marathon runner or a cyclist, is having to go to the bathroom in a multi-day race. I mean, as silly as it sounds, how do you drink something that's not going to end up being like a diuretic Mm -hmm. or make you go to the bathroom a million times? And one of those things is tea, actually that doesn't actually make you go to the bathroom as much, even though it might have more caffeine, because it's not necessarily the caffeine that makes you go to the bathroom. It's the other components and mm-hmm. how it reacts within your GI system and then circulates through your um, kidneys. But so I formulated several different, completely different recipes, other than I wanted to keep elderberry. Like elderberry is a very, mm-hmm. very <clears throat> It's grown in northern hemispheres around the world, um, and it's very, very dense. So what's nice about having the elderberry in there is even though it's not indigenous to Alaska, like we have lowbush cranberries, crowberries, Mm -hmm. berries, those types of berries are precious to Alaskans. It is very hard to get enough supply of it. And, and mm-hmm. to dry it all. So one of the things is like we're always competing against each other. Are everyone in the whole state, when it's berry picking season, yep. everyone <laughs> wants their own subsistence way of living, which is totally honorable. But so that's why we chose to use elderberry, because this is something that is already common in northern hemispheres. It kind of tastes mm-hmm. a little bit similar to like an Alaskan blueberry, giving that slight berry flavor, but it's also high in antioxidants, very rich in antioxidants, and it's so dense that it can be re-steeped multiple times, actually. So some other berries don't last multiple times. Some fruit blends don't. So we wanted elderberries in there. We also wanted something that really boosts lung health, you know, with COVID and with any sort of flu or diphtheria, like circulation and oxygen are so important for healing, So not just do we put a green tea in there that's high in caffeine, but we also wanted something that promoted circulation and oxygen intake for performance athletes specifically. So those are two ingredients that are common in all four of my tubs. (laughs) And also that tea drinking, as you know, Chris, is so popular in so many different cultures it brings communities together so it had to be something that was easy for everyone to enjoy this cup of tea no matter what it, whether you're a tea drinker or not that it was just delicious no matter what and being in a race you don't have time to steep your tea at mm-hmm. the right temperature i mean that's the last thing you want to think about when you're in a race and taking care of how many dogs are normally in the um, teens
1: 14 hopefully i don't have that wrong. <laughs>
0: 12, I think is low end or something like that. So, um, you know, that's a lot of family members to be feeding, you know, taking care of their safety. Try When you're the musher, you're the last one to sleep because you're making sure your whole team is safe. There's a lot of care that goes into these
1: performance um, animals who are family members really and, and so, they're really athletes yeah. i mean we call them canine athletes because um you know they really are just like the mushers uh, even uh, the care is so extensive uh, with pre-race veterinary checks and veterinary veterinary checks throughout the race um the care is really into the dogs and uh, hopefully with this tea it becomes popular amongst the mushers so we're kind of taking care of them too <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. The dogs come first, no matter what, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and people, you know, whether what side you're on, like, if you think it's animal cruelty, there are so many strict regulations on checking on the dogs throughout the race. There's tons of vets before, after, during all of those things. And some of these, some of these performance athlete canines eat better than the human, you know, all the <laughs> supplements like local moose, local salmon, you know, like whatever you can do to give the best quality of life for these performance it, athletes because you can't perform if you're not taken care of.
1: Right. And it's it's kind of funny because um, the mushers do have to take care of their dogs first. They... You know, bed them down when they're at a checkpoint. They have to get their their food ready for the dogs first and water and make sure they're all taken care of and uh, checked over first. And then the musher gets to go and um, eat themselves, eat some food themselves or uh, get some sleep as well. A nap. A nap. <laughs> a nap. Usually it is <laughs> Almost just a nap, um, so so I'm hoping with this tea it it's a it's an easy And, You know, we at the I dinner would like to thank you for you know, donating this tea to us, uh, which is your contribution to the Iditarod. Um, we are very happy to have it and we hope it becomes popular amongst the mushers and helps them with their um, their wellness throughout the trail. And it should hopefully be easy for them to prepare. You know, all they need is hot water. Um, yeah. And it's funny that you bring up the, the bathroom part, uh, which will be a very interesting uh, benefit to this. You'll get the energy, um, but not hopefully the diuretic that a coffee can give mm-hmm. you right um, so so we're taking everything kind of and every idea into this and we actually just had a uh article come out on our um our website talking about when dogs have to go to the bathroom on the trail and yeah. and it's you know people are like well what do you do when the dog has to go to the bathroom and <laughs> and, and it's like well to- <laughs> you got to keep an eye keep an eye on them i think some of them just um you know know it when it, when you stop you, then they, they go or they just go <laughs> yeah. so uh yeah so everything there's so many things to think about uh while on the trail and there's so many questions people have you know people can go to our website we have some nice articles that have reviewed you know where we're going this year like go, you know doing that route the loop around rod and flat. So we have a lot of good new information about that, uh, on our website. And, you know, we talk about sleds, the sleds that they use. And, um, we have an educational website, ididrod.com slash edu. And that, uh, is geared more towards kids, but it talks about, uh, you know, all kinds of basic questions like the bathroom question for the dogs or, you know, you know, where do they sleep or, you know, what do they do for food and all that sort of stuff. So we're, we're really about education and care for dogs and we're hoping to tie this T into, um, to wellness wellness. Overall so
0: yeah and I know that I want I mean you know like when you like first came up with this idea um tea collaboration, I was like, oh yeah, I totally want to do that I want to support this like local events right like that's you know very famous for a purpose I want to create a purpose driven. Tea, like a performance one, just mostly because of my sports background. But like, w- how would it pair well with this organization? Mm-hmm. But how else can people be involved? I know there's going to be some volunteers, but with COVID, it's a little mm-hmm. bit different. How else can people be involved besides checking out your website? Like what they, what can they do to, you know, help the idea lot that?
1: Right. So this year is a little bit different. We aren't having uh, spectators. Um, we're not doing our big event in person events. Like we usually have a banquet. We usually have meet and greet the mushers, which is really super fun. And you can get autographs and um, all that. But this year we're, we're not having those things. So um, there's a lot of ways you people can still support us. Uh, we will have a online auction, which usually happens at the banquet. So this year it'll be online. Um, which is different and great because more people can participate in that. Uh, what usually goes just at the banquet, everybody can look at. And that's coming up next week. Uh, we have our usual bib and hat auction where Mushers sign the, their bib number hats and and bibs. Um, and that's usually open to everybody on online too. Um You can always donate basic donations to us and you can find that on our website. Um, We are going to have some uh, plans for a virtual um, a virtual pre-race show. So and that's free to everybody. And so be sure to check that out but we are planning some additional uh, um, panels with the mushers and that's going to be available to people who have a subscription with us. And that's a really, yeah, we have a Iditarod insider subscription and we have a several levels and what you, you get is really inside. Look, you get to follow the race um, all the way. If you have insider, Ultimate Plus. You can watch video, live stream the whole race, GPS. Um, Our website is so cool. You can GPS track each musher, your favorite musher, the whole race through. You can see when they leave one checkpoint and they're ready to go to the next checkpoint. You just watch them on the GPS 24-7. And it's very interesting. People get so involved in this, the GPS tracking. What happens is if they if a musher has stopped in the between checkpoints, a lot of times people will email us and say, is there something wrong with that musher? Is he safe or she safe? Because that that musher hasn't moved in X amount of hours. So (laughs) it's a really in-depth way to to follow your favorite musher or all of them. Um, It's really interesting. So. So our fans and followers uh, really care for our, the mushers and and they pay attention like like hawks. So like they want to know who's leaving when and how long they think it's going to take them to get to the next checkpoint. And, and if they're not there, when they think they should be there, <laughs> then they're giving us a call to make sure they're okay. <laughs> so well, the subscription, awesome. yeah, yep. So you can check out our subscriptions on our website. Um, And there there's different level costs involved in that, too. So and then, of course, we have our yearly documentaries Our super awesome insider team videos uh, records the whole race. And at the end, they put together a nice documentary. Um, So Greg Heister uh, and his team with the insider video team will be out on the trail and they follow the mushers from start to finish. And this year, um, we're probably going to have like a lot of really good content because the trail is shorter and it's compact. So what happens is in normal years is, uh, weather can, um, prevent people from flying, right? Our insider team from flying to the next checkpoint and, and catching all that action um but since the trail is more compact we'll probably see a lot more uh wide range of video uh coming from the trail from the back of the pack to the front so so it's going to be a really interesting year even if you've been an insider you know people here watching may already know about it and may already be insiders so we have so much good coverage it's really the coolest thing um Students in classes, schools, uh, they follow, they pick their mushrooms out. They follow it uh, in their classrooms and they do like fun, fun kids, uh, education lessons. So it's um, once you get into it, once you get into watching the GPS or watching those live streams, um, it gets addicting. Right. And you just want you're <laughs> it's, you're watching it's uh,
0: like reality TV, show, but not. It's not it's a TV, like real. Like, whatever happens, it's, it's there, you, you know? know, like if there's a moose on the trail and Lance Mackey's like holding a tree up and there <laughs> happens to be a photographer seeing <laughs> that he's like trying to, you know, whack a moose out of, not that it's really to happen, you know? but, you know, trying to show that, you know, he's dominant. Like it's serious. Like people do get injured. People see that happen. It's not, it's addicting because it's so real and raw.
1: Yeah. So. Right. And you'll mostly see um, like at the checkpoint, we'll, we'll have usually have uh, live cameras streaming the whole time once the, the insiders get there and they can set it up. So you'll see each mushroom come in and check in. Um, in between, you don't usually I mean, they probably throw, they might put some uh, some drones up or something in some planned shots. Um, but it's mostly at the checkpoints as they're coming mm-hmm. in and stuff. But the GPS is. Pretty cool uh, just just following that little dot with your mushers name on it is um, you just kind of stick with it the whole time just to be sure your musher's uh, moving along. <laughs> yeah and the the mushers
0: love it they love their fans they love their followers I mean this wouldn't happen like so many of them have friends and family who sponsor them I mean who do you think pays for the dog food you know so there's you know this could not happen without all the support of people who are interested in the history and the culture of dog mushing which like Alaska's like the dog-mushing capital of the world. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's Switzerland. I might be wrong. But (laughs) there's a lot of dog-mushing here. And there's a lot of dog-mushing in, like, northern parts of Europe, too. But keeping that history and culture alive as a sport, as the animal, as an athlete, and the carer, it's just so amazing. So, Kristen has also done some of our tea classes before. Mm -hmm. And so, I just want to let you guys know, I mean... She knew what I did pretty well because she's taken some of my tea classes. So I also want to invite you who are interested in health and wellness and learning more about tea to join our Essential Immune Boosting Tea Workshop. You want to sign up for it right away. It's happening January, or no, not January, February 25th and 26th, and we're mailing out your teas to you. The teas are actually included in this two-day workshop. There's actually a total of six sessions, and you've seen them, right, Kristen? like yes they're pretty in depth like is there anything that you want to share
1: about your experience with like learning about tea right I'm a tea fanatic you know <laughs> so and I've really been interested in uh like holistic teas and um uh trying to learn more about my indigenous culture my Alaska native culture and in our indigenous plants um so I wanted to also build on that with tea at large too. So right, um, so there's a lot of great information, and you can you know the the best part is that you're here to teach it to us, right? In a, a really good format. So um, I mean, you can you can get books or whatever, but I like to be able to um, have the connection with the person teaching it, which is you, Jenny, Um, (laughs) which makes it a lot easier and really focused into um, the main points. So I really like the classes and I really like learning about tea. And um, I'm really excited about uh, our tea that we're getting together. And I like that um, we're using the elderberry tea you know something that we we have here in north america right um so it's it's nice to be able to connect everything and and know about the tea that i'm drinking
0: yeah and so that workshop is happening uh, february 25th and 26th you just go to sippingthestreams.com you want to register for it right away i mean we've already sent some of the teas to the uk also so there are people signing up for this class in the UK who just want to up their knowledge of health and wellness and understand like how does Jenny figure out what she's going to formulate well it's learning about what those different plants do and the combination of them and like i said my background is in sports medicine like physiology health wellness that's like what my strength is and my background is also education because i used to be a high school teacher so i love teaching about those things too so if you haven't signed up already go to sippingstreams.com and sign up for the essential immune boosting tea workshop and don't forget to check out the iditarod Mm -hmm. website so iditarod.com right Yep. And there's an auction coming up and we're actually going to auction off some of this special tea that we're making for the Iditarod. So you don't want to miss out on it because this is not something that we sell at Sipping Streams. This is not – this is – like, these are my plastic tons of <laughs> prototypes, okay? Like, <laughs> like, literally, we just made this last week. So yeah, – Yeah, we're excited. Yeah.
1: We're excited. So the mushers will get a sample, and uh, we may have some samples for um, volunteers in our volunteer home base. So, yes, we plan on having – a a tin or something, whatever you're going to get us for the auction. And we might even have our champion sign the tin, you know? Uh, So... Oh so gosh, whoever wins, wins. The, I'm a big fan uh, of right. so whoever <laughs> wins, right, the champion is of this year's Iditarod. Um, I think we can make that happen and have have the champion sign that, um, sign that tin. So, so we're super excited. Right, jump on to iditarod.com. <laughs> the race starts Sunday, uh, March 7th, and we'll have some some uh, pre race. Uh, Show going on the the week the week before that I think it's going to be on Thursday. We're going to have our broadcast schedule up soon, so we're just trying to iron out all the little details. But we will have a free pre race show since people can't go in person. We need to you know we're making sure that we have something for everybody uh, out there to watch. Um, But become an insider because you're going to get way more stuff, way more cool stuff. If you subscribe to us at com. So look forward to everything we have. You have, it, it's getting so close. We're we're I so know. busy
0: right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I couldn't believe like this thing was like, that's why I had to formulate it in just like a week, less than a week. I'm like, yeah. I gotta make this now. Okay. And you guys are like, are you sure? I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do this. I've been doing tea for 14 years. It's go time. I can do this.
1: <laughs> well, we're uh, super appreciative to you and all our fans. And hopefully we make new fans and connections uh, through Sipping Streams. And I'm sure you'll make some some new Fan, super fans of sipping streams through the the tea and uh, i think it's going to be pretty popular and i can't wait to try it i haven't gotten our samples in yet so <laughs> i'm yeah. uh, waiting to try that and we have yeah. um i wanted to show these we have our own Travel mugs. We have coffee mugs so with this design too at our store on Um If you see me with a travel mug, it's usually, it's tea. It's not coffee. <laughs> I just drink tea all the time. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, so, so we're ready for the tea. tea there with the the really beautiful dog mushing, you know, and and sponsor this race that really came out of the culture, the people, the history, and the community that makes, I mean, tea is just a substance. But when you add in all this history and culture, that's really what makes your lifestyle and your wellness the best possible is who you surround yourselves with. And so it's just so amazing what you're doing. I mean, it was just happenstance that we like met each other through teaching classes and you're like, Hey, let's do this thing. So I'm super excited. I'm super pumped about donating this to the Iditarod because I just love giving back to my own community you know the community of alaska the people here and it promoting health and wellness in whether human or canine it all it all comes back around right the energy that mm-hmm. we put out so thank you everyone who has joined us today we really do hope that you check out the and check out our essential immune boosting tea workshop that's happening in just a couple weeks it's all really close and don't forget to check out that <clears> option <throat> and support the ididorad and what they're doing and how they're helping so many people and and bringing awareness to history and culture. So thank you everyone so much. We'll see you next time. Hopefully you check out that website, iJitterod.com. We'll say bye to Kristen. (laughs) By the way, if you want to learn more about the health benefits of tea, Join us for our Essential Immune Boosting Tea Workshop. We're opening it up February 25th and 26th. It includes six sessions and all the teas you need to get started. It's only $97. So sign up today at sippingstreams.com because you don't want to miss this amazing opportunity.